what is a good Samaritan and how has psychology shown us that most of us are not good Samaritans? Oh shit. Joseph, do you know what a good Samaritan is? Um, yeah, it's someone who sees someone that's in distress and this is someone that they probably likely don't know and it will come to their rescue more likely mm -hmm. than not. Yeah, yeah, that's a good summation. Uh, the Good Samaritan is a story from the Bible in which uh, oh Jesus... Oh, man, we're getting, we're getting biblical in here. We're getting biblical up in here. The Good Samaritan is a story from the Bible in which Jesus tells his disciples the story of a man who was robbed and left for dead on the side of the road. A priest and Levite walked by the man and chose not to help. A Samaritan, however which is a person from Samaria, a region in ancient Israel. It's not just okay. a person walking by something. I had no idea. <laughs> I thought a Samaritan was just like a bystander. <laughs> the Samaritan, however, provided aid to the man. Jesus instructed the disciples to act like a good Samaritan, to provide aid to others, even if you don't get a reward for doing so, and even if they are of a different background than you. But... As we'll learn from today's episode, most people are not good Samaritans. And when presented with a similar situation, most people will do what the priest and Levite did. Just walk on by. Mm. Mm. Welcome to Psych Papers, a podcast of bad content where we discuss controversial and interesting psychology studies and concepts. My name is Chris Cole. I have a PhD in psychology, and this is my co-host, Joseph Taharan. Uh, my name, yeah, I'm, I'm his friend, and this is not a Christian podcast. Just want to make that very clear. In today's episode, we're covering the Good Samaritan study, which showed that people in a rush are unlikely to help someone in distress, even if they're a seminary student on their way to give a talk about the Good Samaritan story. John Darley, our guy who conducted research on the bystander effect with Biblotain, okay. we did an episode on that. John Darley and Daniel Batson conducted the Good Samaritan study in 1973. Did you know there are actually Good Samaritan laws in different states in the U.S.? Yes. I think, is it like if you have like a, if you're a doctor and someone needs medical attention, like you're legally a, have to like provide them help? I found out that's, that's similar. It's often grouped oh, okay. together. I think that's the duty to render aid, but the Good Samaritan law uh, essentially protects medical personnel and anyone who attempts to provide aid from being sued. For example, if you're giving somebody CPR and you break one of their ribs, which happens often, uh, you cannot be held liable for that. Mm. So Darley and Batson created the Good Samaritan study, which tested the likelihood that participants would help a person in distress. The participants were seminary students who were studying to be ministers. This ends up being very important. And they were told that they'd be participating in a study on religious education and vocations. To test whether they'd help a person in distress, they needed to create a situation that looked and felt real to participants. It couldn't be perceived as part of the psychological study. The participant needed to encounter the victim, not in the experimental context, but on the road between various tasks. Okay, hold on. So just to be clear, this is all technically all an experiment. Still. Yes. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. So this is <laughs> psychologist added again, but this time it's out of the lab. This is like real life now. Yep. <laughs> okay. I have so many questions. But go. Ahead. Oh, it gets it gets real quirky. <laughs> yeah. 
So participants first came to the lab, filled out a personality questionnaire, and then were asked to prepare a three to five minute talk on what it means to be a minister and what types of jobs can seminary experience be an asset for. Half the participants were told to prepare a general talk on this topic, but the other half of participants were explicitly told to incorporate elements of the Good Samaritan story into their talk. Remember, the Good Samaritan story is about stopping what you're doing to help those in need. After a few minutes, the experimenter came back and was like, you'll actually be giving your talk in another building across campus because there's not enough room in this building. All right. Now here's where it gets interesting. For a third of the participants, they were told, it'll be a few minutes before they're ready for you, but you might as well head on over. So no rush, take your time. For the next third of participants, they were told, the assistant is ready for you, so please go right over. Like, you, so, so you gotta go now, so a little bit of a rush. For the final third of participants, they were told like, ah, like you're late. They were expecting you five minutes ago, you gotta get moving. The assistant doesn't like waiting, so you need to hurry. Okay, so, so there's a big rush. Yeah, so different modes of urgency. Mm -hmm. Low, exactly. medium, and high. Exactly. Okay. Now here is where the incident happens. They called it that in the paper. As participants were traveling from building one to building two, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every, every participant passed the victim. That's what they called it. <laughs> okay. Can, can you see where this is going? I see. No, I, I saw this a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But it's even better here you say it. <laughs> every participant passed the victim. Uh -huh. The victim was sitting slumped in a doorway, head down, eyes closed, not moving. As the participant went by, the victim coughed twice and groaned. They made it very clear that this guy needed help. Now, do the seminary students help? And also, side note, I have no idea how they would pick the guy to be the victim, because this is probably like a grad student or a research assistant, right? <laughs> You know, it would be funny if it was actually one of the research assistants that took the study and then quickly changed into like a different outfit and then <laughs> ran into the hallway and just like got into character right away. Puts on a mustache and a wig. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm in pain. Oh, whoa, it's me. <laughs> Hold on, before we go further, they had to plan this out so that way that, that they would guarantee pass this person, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So do the seminary students help? Would you help? Of course I would. I'm, I'm a good of person. Of course. I'm a good person. Yeah. Yeah. That's but what I, everyone I, says. <laughs> but research says otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> you, th you think you're a good person? Guess again. <laughs> All right. So let me guess that some people were not helping him, if not most of them, maybe. Remember, half of them have just been writing a talk relating to the Good Samaritan, which is a parable about how people should stop and help those on sides of roads and in all contexts. This is so on the nose. This is way too on the nose, Chris. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember, some <laughs> students were in no rush, some were in a small rush, and some were in a big rush. Right. So who helped? Um, it's probably the people that were not in a rush were more likely to help, is my guess. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that was one of the big findings. Uh, the other was that the, the seminary students that were either giving a talk 
on the Good Samaritan or giving a more general talk, this did not make a difference in the likelihood that they would help someone in need. Oh, interesting. So even somebody actively thinking about how virtuous it is to help others, it doesn't change the likelihood that they'll, that they'll help. Chris, would you say that these seminary students don't practice what they preach? Ooh, Joseph! <laughs> <laughs> Chris is fiercely striking through his notion, Doc. Doc, he took my job! <laughs> I, I should have moved it up. I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> the biggest finding was that researchers in the Good Samaritan study found that people in a rush were the least likely to offer help to someone in need compared to those not in a rush. Those in the no-rush condition were the most likely to help. So if there was no rush, 63% of participants offered help. Mm -hmm. That's not bad. If there was a small rush, 45% offered help. Mm. And in the big rush condition, only 10% offered help. Wow, what a drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, I ask you, Joseph, do you think these results would have been different in like a general population, not uh, just seminary students? I I wouldn't be surprised if this is reflected close to real life, if not worse, <laughs> with non-seminary students that are not going to do a, a talk about mm -hmm. doing good for yeah. others. <laughs> Hold on. Can we, can, we, can we pause for a second? seminary students who has someone like this this john darley guy has like a wicked sense of humor you know it'd be funny if we <laughs> if we play this the fucking do this marriage we test the samaritan but we we pick some seminary students yeah. <laughs> and we and we tell them that they have to do a talk about helping others yeah <laughs> that'd be such a good stuff <laughs> who thinks of this shit i'm sure in the study design like oh should we uh just sample like random undergrads how can we make it funnier? <laughs> <laughs> this is best the funny test. <laughs> yeah. So you think that the general population would have been even less likely to help? Yeah, I think maybe this. Yeah, I think they would be less likely to help. That's my guess right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I would probably say the same. I think they picked the sample because like. These are seminary students are training to be religious leaders which makes it more interesting and kind of funny. Their training is focused around ethical and moral teachings. It yeah. emphasizes the importance of serving others and encourages students to engage in acts of service and outreach. And through their faith, they try to develop their virtues and value, values, compassion, empathy, humility, and justice. Mm -hmm. These are people that are in that, in that, in very directly involved in this, in this yeah. space. Yeah. Yeah. These are, I'm sure they picked them because it's like, if anybody is going to help, it should be these people, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, either that or like you pick like social work, social work students as well. Oh, Pe people like in helping too. fields. Yeah, yeah, I would see that. Yeah, and then do like business students. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> STEM students. Yeah, Comp yeah. Sci. See, see the difference. <laughs> and then, and then, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure if we're gonna keep this in. And then do like. <laughs> And then do white woman students and just see how much, how, how, and see, and, and see how many of them call the cops on the guy. Yes. Yeah, uh, he was guy. harassing me. We're keeping this right, don't worry. To summarize the results, the authors stated a person not in a hurry may stop and offer help to a person in distress. A person in a hurry is likely to keep going. Ironically, 
he is likely to keep going even if he is hurrying to speak on the parable of the Good Samaritan, thus inadvertently confirming the point of the parable. Joseph, they even state on several occasions, seminary students going to give the talk on the Good Samaritan literally stepped over the victim as they hurried on their way. I could see that visual, yeah. Because he's in a doorway, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Do you think they're bad people for not helping? I wonder, yeah. I don't know if that makes you, I, I don't know if like, uh, uh, I don't know if a, a decision makes you, can denote you as a bad person, right? Which is a whole nother conversation maybe. Mm -hmm. I think, I think my, my, my guess is, and this is kind of summing up a lot of the studies we've done up to this point. I think people are just like self-interested most of the time. They try to do mm -hmm. what's best for themselves. And yes, it's in like inherently selfish, but that doesn't mean it's bad, right? I assume these students that felt like they had a sense of urgency were very narrow-minded in their decision-making and mm -hmm. prioritize doing that thing that they were told to do over anything else that would have obstructed them from that goal. So mm. I, I don't think that makes them inherently bad people in this specific instance. Okay, what about, because there were some people that were not in a rush and still didn't mm -hmm. help. How about how, so, how about them? No, that no, those shit has. Let me get started. <laughs> let me let me let me say a thing or two about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go off. That's a more interesting question. Um, yeah, because still only in the no rush. Yeah, 60, only sixty-three percent help. Three percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's still quite like forty-ish people. Forty-ish percent people didn't yeah. make a decision not to help. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. What do you what do you what do you, what do you make of that? The researchers provided like a couple alternative explanations and they were saying that because they were on their way to deliver a talk, they might have been distracted. They might've been like thinking about the talk too much. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and by not helping, they're trying to help the people that they're giving the talk to. So they're trying to like mm -hmm. balance two helping acts, one to help the victim or one help oh. the, the audience who is about to receive the talk. Yeah, that's, that's actually a good way to frame it, right? That's like a yeah. micro macro sort of thing. Like, I'm, you know, I, I'm not, I, I wanna, I'm, I'm giving this talk to influence others and help them mm -hmm. make the right decision. And then for the people in a rush, they have a little bit more of an excuse. They talk about how being in a rush, having like a high sense of urgency might actually kind of like tunnel your focus mm -hmm. to the point where maybe you don't even perceive that there's a victim or an emergency that oh, you're, needs help. You're, not, you're like not cognizant of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're not even yeah. aware. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I totally see that. Like when you're in a rush, I had a customer service rep tell me this. Look, I'm a very bad person when it comes to talking to a customer service rep over the phone regarding the internet, regarding <laughs> any, like, any service that needs to be rendered. I lose my fucking temper every time I'm on those calls. They're like, oh, please hold. Uh, and they ask you, especially if you have mm -hmm. internet, have you reset your routers? Like, yes, I did. So why did you get called? You? <laughs> Hold on, let me transfer you to the correct department. <laughs> no, <laughs> stay on the call. Don't go. It was twenty minutes. I was on hold. <laughs> and then you get what, a new person, and they're like, and have then they're like, hey, everything? what's the problem? <laughs> yeah, you reset the entire thing. Like, why did they just summarize yeah. it before you sent me over? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I. I get um I get <laughs> I get very frustrated with those types of calls. I only bring that up because I had one like customer service tell me because he could hear like my my irritation in my voice. It's like you know what when we're angry, um no not, oh no God. he didn't use the word angry but it's like hey when we were in a rush maybe sometimes we don't make like the best decisions maybe like 
um, rushing towards it makes us can make us feel a little bit more irritated. So there's no rush here. We can take our time with the thing that was helping me through. Um, which I don't know if that pacified me, but like that 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 definitely like stuck with me. The idea yeah. that if you are trying to rush through something, you do sort of you do sort of get like get very ingrained in that thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You get you get like you know tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. It's funny with customer service because when they transfer you to like four or five different people, you get steadily angrier and angrier. Every time, and you and you want to direct that anger at somebody. Yeah, it's directed at the company, but all you have are representatives of the company. And when you're on the fourth person, they don't know what's going on. They just like picked up the call because it was like transferred to <laughs> they're them. They're cold. Yeah, 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 yeah. But to the fourth person, now they're like dealing with like a hot customer, and they're like, "Oh yeah. shit!" Like, I, I like didn't even do anything. Uh, I'm sorry. I know. And it's like, I feel I'm sorry. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm not mad at you. I'm just mad. And you're the only, you're like, you're the only like direction I can take this. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. I say that every time I'm like, oh, I have to verbalize that. Cause I, yeah. when I used to work the crisis line, we would have that some kind of, a, whether <laughs> helping someone do this suicide is kind of like customer service. <laughs> no, and now oh you're getting God. someone who's very like wrapped up in their emotions. Right. And so I, yeah. I empathize with people who, have like a service kind of job. Uh, so I, I do verbalize that. Like, I'm not angry at you. I'm frustrated with the situation. Yeah. I apologize if I'm coming off a certain way. I <laughs> <laughs> therapy, my boy. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> just giving you a quick warning. You're not going to get any pleasantries from me. <laughs> <laughs> going back to the study, I think that is an interesting thing. Um, going to Spike Lee's movie title, like do the right thing. Because this, you know, this episode is like a spiritual, like part two to the bystander, obviously. And it speaks to how like it is sort of hard to make a decision on whether to help people, especially if you because there's so many things that go into that. Right. I don't want to complicate this further, but like if it's a person that looks more like you, I wouldn't doubt that you're more likely to help. Maybe like if someone looks like your yeah. your mother or your brother, like, you know, but yeah. if someone looks so dissimilar to you or fits certain stereotypes, um, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that you'd be more hesitant to help them or feel more burned out. I remember a specific, you know, all throughout my life, I've always like wanted to make the morally, like what I thought was a good decision. But this instance, when I was a kid, stuck with me my entire life. Uh, I was, I must've been like five or six or something very young. And I was with my father at um, a mechanic and we were waiting for his car to be like, you know, to be serviced. And a gentleman walks through the door. He was this older white gentleman look kind of like you know he just woke up on the wrong side of the bed and he was asking people for money now mind you you know i'm like five or six or whatever i have five dollars that's a lot of money for a kid yeah i i think someone had given that like my uncle or something and i was so ecstatic and i remember at the time everyone was sort of refusing to give him money and then i he went on asked around and i i just he didn't ask me as i'm a child but i went up to him i gave him the the five bucks and he was like so appreciative and grateful because he needed the money to get a, I think he wanted to get a bus fare back because um, mm. his girlfriend kicked him out of the house or something. So he just needed a bus fare to get back home. And so he left. And moments later, I see my father and I see him walking down with a plastic bag with a six pack of beer. <laughs> and my, my dad's like, like, there's your $5 right there. <laughs> and he's like, Joseph, do you have the $5 I gave you for the bus fare back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Walk off, buddy. You fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've had other experiences like that as I got older in my life where like someone might have like a feeling like fooled or whatever. But yeah, so like it's stuff like that. I only mentioned like stuff like that I could imagine can impact your future decision making because now I'm a little bit more that in the collective other experiences that I had pre like after that make me more hesitant to like give out money, for example, as like a good gesture, mm -hmm. me, especially when people seem like they want it or whatever. So I can see that being the case for other people as well. It's my whole point of bringing that up. As you brought up, this relates to like the bystander effect, which posits that when there are more people around, any individual is less likely to step up and help during an emergency. And what the Good Samaritan study kind of shows is that even when we're by ourselves, we're not super likely to help others in need <laughs> anyway, <laughs> unless we got the time, unless yeah. we're not in a rush, unless yeah, we're just yeah. moseying along. Yeah. 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 The, fr the frequently referenced idea that, quote, ethics becomes a luxury as the speed of our daily lives increases mm. is at least accurate in this context. Mm -hmm. As we get busier and more kind of fast lives, ethics kind of moves to the passenger seat. And then it moves to the back seat, and then maybe it gets left at home sometimes. Oof, another bummer episode. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. This was a landmark study in uh -huh. a field in social psychology called pro-social behavior, which examines under what conditions do humans help each other. And th that's like a whole field. We could probably do a whole episode on pro-social behavior. Please, uh, let, that can will be we, for another time. I, I'll, I'll yeah. love to see a string of episodes of not this topic because it, it is it is, mm -hmm. it is fascinating. Yeah. 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 If you're still watching or listening, thank you so much. We really appreciate you guys. We hope you don't get bummed out. <laughs> we promise yeah. the next one will be, will, will be a good one. <laughs> Can't promise yep. it's going <laughs> to It'll be good, but I don't know if you won't be depressed. At the, most, <laughs> you might be about this. About most society. psychology studies, <laughs> most psychology studies are just big bummers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we we need to do a whole another podcast on like happy happy psych papers or something. <laughs> we'll start Every a new channel the, to the bummer cast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, thanks everyone. Thank Appreciate you. you. Bye. Listen and watching. Bye.